You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. Once again, pleased to be here uh, with you all this morning. And we have a couple wonderful guests that I'll introduce shortly, but certainly want to continue with what I did in the month of March, and that was talk about uh, and continue the Women's History Month. Even though there's a couple people that are males that I want to talk about before I mention our guests, and one is a longtime friend. And certainly, um, I know that most of us who are actively involved within community uh, probably have heard that Randall Robinson has passed away at 81 years of age. Outstanding brother. In fact, I was a member of, along with a brother named Anthony Thomas. Faye Daniel and several others, we had what was called the Nevadans Against Apartheid. And I know that uh, Brother Randall Robinson was actively involved in that particular vein of interest with respect to our brothers and sisters over in South Africa. So I just wanted to to acknowledge him and, and talk about some of the work that he did. I know that he was a civil rights attorney in Boston from 71 to 75 before he worked for U.S. Congressman Bill Clay. And while there, he also, well, he left from uh, Congressman Clay's office and went over to uh, Congressman Charles Diggs, and he was also a fellow, a Ford fellow. And when you get into them fellows, man, that means you're really actively involved in doing good things within community. And um, Brother Robinson's founded the Trans-African Forum in 1977, which, according to his mission statement, serves as a major research and educational organizing institute for African-American community, offering constructive analysis concerning U.S. policy as it affects Africa and the African diaspora, uh, Caribbean, Latin America. He served uh, in that capacity of African... um, Trans-African president until 19 to 2001, I'm sorry. But yeah, very active uh, brother. And I just wanted to certainly uh, make comment about him as he uh, goes from elder now to to ancestor. And we appreciate the work that he's written a number of books, and I would encourage folks to pick them up. I don't have a list of those, but he's written a number of books that that talk about things that America should be doing for its... uh, African-American citizens and others. So uh, check out Brother Randall Robinson. Another dear friend who passed recently, and in fact his wife 
uh, Judy held a dinner for him uh, at a restaurant called Mother's up in Summerlin, which I was was not aware of. Italian restaurant. The owner and his wife, excuse me, the owner is an entertainer. The guy has such a dynamic voice, and he is a a, a tremendous dresser. Uh, Miss Diane, I know you're on the line, so just uh, forgive me for talking about how cool this dude he dresses, you know. It's just really something. <laughs> uh, my granddaughter wish I would dress as such, but not the case. You say I'm too plain as far as my dressing. That's from my uh, granddaughter, <laughs> uh, Amira. Look, uh, but Michael, he and I were, he was the chief of the city's police, and I was chief of Las Vegas Fire and Rescue. And Mike taught me a lot of things going forward because he actually, which is unheard of, he was a department director for 20 plus years. And the average lifespan of a department director, particularly with his, with police and fire, generally is anywhere from three to five. Sometimes you get five to seven. I actually did six years myself as, as fire chief. And as I mentioned at his, uh, Memorial the other day, I said six years was more than enough for me, and it was time for me to get the heck up out of there. As uh, <laughs> It was just time to go. So once again, Las Vegas, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and more. On the other side, we will have a discussion with Mrs. Diane Pollard and um, the young lady, Janice Henry, who runs the school for the pilot. So I'll get into that shortly. Um, this is 91.5 Jazz and More. Dave Washington, your host. Once again, Las Vegas, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. And as I mentioned, we will continue this month uh, honoring women uh, as we uh, continue Women's History Month. In that vein, I've invited a guest that I'm pleased that she's able to join us, Mrs. Uh, Diane Pollard. She has done a tremendous job in our community, so I wanted to get her on because she is one of the people certainly is a trailblazer with respect to getting things done in our community as it relates to particularly education. Diane, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. Thank you so much for having us. I have Janice Henry also here on the line uh, from Rainbow Dreams Early Learning Academy. Great, great. I got a couple of questions to get us started. How, how long have you and Doc been in, in the city of Las Vegas? You know what? We came in um, 1988 mm, okay. uh, to Las Vegas, and he is a uh, veteran uh, of the United States Navy. Oh, great. Yeah, as I mentioned to you, he, he being a veteran, and this is a Veterans Affairs show, I've been trying to get Doc to, to come on when I go and do my annual physical with him. He goes, yeah, uh-huh, and he just kind of chuckles it off. But anyway, I'll, I'll, get oh, him, exactly. I, I'll get him at some point. And I know you have two wonderful daughters as well as a couple grandchildren. How, how are they doing? Oh, the children are fine, uh, and my grandchildren are just marvelous. I'm here in Texas with them now. Oh, great, great, great. All right, let's talk a little bit about the school. Give me the proper name as well as uh, when did you start it? Oh, okay. I am going to um, refer to Miss Henry as soon as I say it. We are Rainbow Dreams Early Learning Academy. 
uh, Rainbow Dreams Academy started in 2007. Mrs. Henry, are you on the line? Yes, I am, Ms. Pollard, and I am super excited to discuss our new model, and it's Rainbow Dreams Early Learning Academy, and we started this new model in 2020, and it is our little university that we refer to, and it's for pre-K and kinder, and it serves for ages three through five, and we serve a full-day pre-K and kinder academy. So that, uh, you know, I served a number of years on the United Way Board of Directors, and one of the committees that I loved serving on was what was called Early Childhood Development. And just listening to those, the ages, it seems to fit in that category. Exactly. Those are the ages, and that is exactly what we serve. Oh, excellent. You know, uh, there's been stated and there's been all kind of studies, as we know, that says that uh, young folks, if they get started early, they have a better opportunity for success in their in their education environment. So this is uh, this is great. So you are getting the word out in terms of um, the new format or mission that you guys have. And what are the general requirements to attend? Well, the general requirements to attend is that, number one, they have to be, we often say, first thing they have to be is potty trained. Because I think that oftentimes people tend to think, well, is this daycare? And it's really not. The academy is on a full curriculum base. And so our children that start school with us at the age of three are actually in a full day curriculum base. So they have to be able to take care of themselves, and be able to actually be in class, be on a curriculum, and stay with us from 7.30 all the way till 3 o'clock. So it is a full-day curriculum that they are experiencing. We have Spanish, we have dance, and we have social and emotional. And so they're with us. We have a before and after school program. We have free uniforms, free breakfast, free lunch, an after-school snack. So everything is right here. It's like a one-stop shop um, for three-year-olds, four-year-olds, and then we have a kinder program. So the age requirements, again, is is three to five or six, something like that? Yes. So we have a pre-K three class, Uh pre-K four, have a kinder program. Okay, excellent. Excellent. So... How do folks get involved or or make contact with you guys to consider to be considered? I, I, I would think, in terms of their child or children being uh, students there. Well, our pre K three program, we do have an assessment where they have to come in. Uh, we have an application process, so they can go online and they can download the application by going to www.rainbowdreamsacademy.org where they can call the school at 702-638-0222, or they can come directly into the campus. And our address is 950 West Lake Mead Boulevard. And they can come in and pick up an application, and they can speak to someone directly if they have any 
questions, they can even ask to speak with me, the principal, and um, we can answer any questions that they might have. Hmm. That's great. Okay, very good. Well, we're going to swing and thank you, uh, Ms. Henry, for that uh, information. I trust that uh, members of our listening audience, those who have children, grandchildren, they can pass that on because I think it's a it's an excellent program. And again, what little I do know about early childhood development, more times than not from statistics, they say that they will be successful in their education uh, process. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Miss Diane Pollard, we're going to roll now into, if you will, to talking about uh, the work that you've done, you and your husband, with regards to Juneteenth. Yes. When did you guys start that? And what, 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 was the, what was the inspiration, if you will, to have you to think that that needed to be done in our community? Well, um, I am originally from Oklahoma, where we do uh, celebrate Juneteenth. I'm from Tulsa. And we were looking for a fundraiser that we could use to help raise money for the academy and also give scholarships uh, to children. Uh, we're in our 23rd year. We did, uh, uh, during COVID, we did not do Juneteenth, but we're in our 23rd year, and we'll be celebrating the 22nd uh, Las Vegas Juneteenth Festival, um, Saturday, June the 17th, from 4 to 9 p.m. at the um, Expo at the World Market Center. So, indoors, it sounds. Indoors, we have grown, I want you to know. Uh, we started out um, on uh, the west side in the uh, community with a small gathering of people, a few hundred in uh, historic West Las Vegas, and um, to just bring the awareness to the people of Las Vegas. And um, now we have built it to where... Uh, People are noticing us, and uh, we got the opportunity to move to the World Market Center, and we jumped on that uh, with a partnership that we have with the City of Las Vegas Ward 5 Councilman Career, and uh, it's powered by Zappo, our signature sponsor. So we are uh, excited about that, and um, it's a good family event. Um there's local vendors there. I may be going back more, answering more questions than you're asking me, but you know I'm really excited about it. No, just keep rolling. That's that's good oh, for the okay. for the that's good okay. for the listening audience because I want them to have a clear understanding about why you have it. And you talked about scholarships for young people, and generally, for me and my wife, we always contribute to anything that deals with with young people in their further furthering of their education. So, no, you're doing great. Okay, and we want to thank you guys for being sponsored. You and Marsha every year, and we appreciate that. We are, um, again, uh, we talked about the scholarships with the partnership from Zappos and HBCU Promise, where we're award financial scholarships and mentor African-American men uh, that attend historical black colleges and universities. Um, we also do um, three uh, awards to our grand prize packages for uh, local black fathers um, 
And uh, this program is being sponsored by uh, Cleveland Clinic. Uh, we have live music. So DJ Kelly and uh, Not A Boy DJ will be there. We have food trucks. Uh, we like to think of the small business individuals that come. We make it affordable for them to come out with their wear, uh, wares and uh, food. Um, we have top uh, bands from Las Vegas, community leaders, and, of course, uh, guests. This year, I want you all to know our headliner is going to be Las Vegas' own R&B singing group, two, uh, 702. 702. Yeah, I've heard of them. So we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, 702. They're, um, they're um, reviving their group, and they're going to make a stop here in Las Vegas. So between them and Larry White and Friends and Next Movement and Kiss Kiss and uh, Victory Missionary uh, Choir, um, along with our students from Rainbow Dreams Early Learning Academy, we are excited about our lineup Um and um, we're just excited. <laughs> I can hear the excitement in your voice, and that's great. Uh, in fact, I know you mentioned two favorites of my wife, Marsha, and Next uh -huh. Movement, and we've seen them several times at your function, and we love them. We follow them all over the place. And another one is uh, certainly the choir from Victory Baptist Church, where, where Marsha attends. So thank you for that. Oh, yes. we They open up with the national anthem, and then we go from there. Um, I want to say that if people want information about Juneteenth, they can go to our website at www.junejune19lv.com, or you can call Mr. Haywood at 702-981-1326. Great, great. Um, yes. Well, as we uh, segue into closing this session, um, Ms. Henry, any closing remarks from you? And then to you, uh, Diane, please. Uh -huh. Did she leave? Oh, I'm not for sure, but I'll, I'll take up her time. Okay. I just want to say if there are any parents out there that value education, it is the key. Uh, I know you've heard that, and that sounds like, a, you know, just teachers that say it. And being a teacher, educator myself for uh, over 30 years, I... It, it's just a small word, but it makes a big impact. And in an at-risk community, which we are in, um, your children, if we can catch them in just one genre, whether it's reading, science, math, arts and crafts, band, Spanish, dance, we can hook them in for life. And that's the that's the way um, we think at Rainbow. So, um, so. Feel free to call. And uh, my last thing for Juneteenth is just to let everyone know that they're invited. Uh, I would like to just thank uh, Councilman Creer, uh, Mayor Pam Goins-Brown, the Commissioner um, uh, McCurdy II, um, and um, Craig Knight, and Jason Haywood, of course, and the Board of Directors of Rainbow Dreams Um Educational Foundation um, for their support, and I I thank you uh, for thinking about us. Absolutely, well, well said, and we appreciate your time and effort. And we'll get you back down 
not back down, but get you on the show again sometime in the future because I think it's excellent work that you and Doc and your, and your board of directors and your staff over at the school are doing. So thank you, Diane. Take care. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Good morning once again. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. And as we continue to uh, honor women and Women's History Month, which was actually in March, but I folded over into April as well because I think it's important. That being said, a dear friend and former colleague of my wife and her husband and I used to be out there on the circuit when I was doing recruiting for the fire department, Mr. Brian, big time sergeant. Anyway, we got Arletha Stevens. Um, she's also the the sister of uh, a good friend of mine, which I serve on one of his boards, Mr. Frank Hawkins. Miss Arletha, how are you? Hi, Dave. I'm good. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well and so pleased that you were able to to join us. Where, where are well, you? Thank where, you. Good. Me. Where, where are you from, Arletha? Actually, born in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, my family moved when I was about three years old. So I'm as close as I can get without being born. I said uh, my family moved here when I was three years old. So I'm as close as a native as I can get, I guess, without being born here. Right, right. Yeah, I understand because, in fact, I came here when I was three and a half and been here ever since. So how many siblings do you have? Well, there were four of us. Unfortunately, one of my sisters passed away a couple years ago. So I was the eldest of four, uh, three girls and one boy, as you mentioned, Frank. Yes. Cool, cool. And your wonderful mom, educator for many years around here. In fact, I used to interact with her a lot when I was involved with the payback program as a member of Las Vegas Fire and Rescue. She would have us to come out to her schools and, you know, and talk to the students there. Alita, one of the things that I certainly wanted to make sure that we uh, cover to some extent today, and that is you are a local businesswoman. Uh, Yes, I am actually in the travel industry. I'm an independent travel uh, agent um, here in town. It's um, an online business. I've been doing it about 10 years or so. Started out just trying to book travel for, you know, family and some close friends. And it's now beginning to, to blossom because now that our world has opened back up, people love to travel and I love to help them create memories doing that. Create memories. So I would imagine you, you uh, send folks all over the world, where, wherever they may want to go, and you just assist them with getting um, set up with airline tickets, et cetera. Correct. Um, even though I'm an independent travel agent, I have a host agency, which is Archer and Evolution Travel. So they are the you um, when we got into this space we were newbies so we wanted to partner with someone that had the credentials already in place so that was Archer Travel right now they recently celebrated 70 years in the business 
and evolution travel, we are seven years in. So we have um, over 20,000 agents at this time, both um, in the U.S. and Australia and Mexico. So for me, I um, yeah, I try to assist people reach out, um, and wherever they're interested in going, I do my best to make that happen for them, whether it's just a staycation here in our lovely city of Vegas, or if they want to go internationally, do cruises, I have at my disposal um, probably over 130 vendors and suppliers in the travel business. Wow. So you say you do staycations as well. Correct. Correct. You know, I never thought about a, a travel agency handling that kind of business as well. But so you do cruises as well as hotels, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, cruises, um, package deals, which would include, say, if you wanted to do a hotel, if you needed to rent a car, if you wanted to go to Paris, just wherever, you know, I have all of that at my fingertips. And a lot of people now being so um, computer literate, they say, I'll just do it myself. But if you use a travel agent, you don't have to worry about that because it can become time consuming researching the various areas. Sometimes I spend hours, sometimes days looking up information for the client just to try to give them the best experience possible. Sure. So what suggestions would you give someone thinking about going into this type of business or just business in general? Any particular thoughts you'd like to share? Sure. Business in general, find something that you're really passionate about. But I think kind of paraphrasing Warren Buffett, he said, even though you may be passionate about it, find something that people will want, a service that they will need. So as I said, travel, uh, we call it recess. We sell recess, you know, so uh, and it is um Gosh, a multi-billion dollar business at this time. But, uh, yes, find something you're passionate about. Make sure there's a need for it. And then you have to just work as hard at it as you did when you worked for someone else. And, and that's the thing. It requires the dedication. You know, there were many days we went to our jobs and we didn't want to go, but we went because it fed the family. So what I have learned along the way, sometimes you have to set business hours, even though it's yourself and you're sitting, you may be sitting in your PJs, but if I calendar it and say from eight to 10 today, I'm going to devote to my business, then I have to make sure I do that. And sometimes you get calls, um, you know, in the middle of the night or someone say, hey, you know, we want to take a trip right away. Sometimes you can accommodate, sometimes not, because we work, we do the best we can, but we can't work miracles sometimes if, you know, something is full, is just full. Um, you know, and we do have other contacts, being agents, little things behind the scenes. So most people go to Expedia. Well, as an agent, I may go to Expedia Tap. So I can see some things that maybe you cannot see. Or you know, if it's Air American Airlines vacation, I may be able to pull a package that you can't pull. So like I said, it's just letting me do the leg work for you and you sit back and relax 
Just tell me what you want and I try to make it happen for you. So to some extent, you can kind of go through the back door where we can't as regular citizens get through because you are an agent. You can find some things under, as you you mentioned, Priceline and those others. Right. And then I can pick up the phone to one of the companies or vendors and there's a certain number or website for an agent that you may not see as, you know, a regular uh, private individual. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, something that uh, <laughs> I I think about from time to time and then I violate it. But one thing that I, I believe is very important to the listening audience, those who are thinking about going into business or have a business, that is you said, even though you work for yourself, you certain, set certain time frame in which you're going to do the work versus just letting people just bombard you, even though you did say sometimes you'll accept a call after hours that you have set for yourself. That's very, very interesting. Yes, and because sometimes, you know, as well as we plan, not all plans come together and happen, life happens. You know, it may be an emergency and someone needs to get out of town or something. So if I can help, I can. If I can, I'll Say, hey, you might look, you know, might have better chance looking that up yourself. You know, I don't string people along. I do what I can do. Try to be very honest and forthright. So then next time, maybe it's a leisure activity they'll want and they'll remember. Say, you know, she was straightforward with me. So I'm going to give her a try for this vacation. I want to plan six months or a year in advance. Right. Uh, any closing remarks? And I certainly appreciate your time today. <laughs> so uh, any any closing remarks you'd like to share with our listening audience? I just think whether it's getting into business or whatever, you know, we have to learn to follow our dreams. And um, travel agent was something I always wanted to do, you know, back in the day. And then when this opportunity came along, I said, you know, why not? So just be passionate about it. Be honest with people. Be respectful of your clients, not only because they're spending money with you, they can spend it anywhere. So no matter what the business is, always treat your clients with respect the same way you would expect if you went into an establishment or I made a call, say, hey, Dave, this is Arlita. I'm in need of whatever your service may be. Just remember, um, and it goes to the golden rule, treat others as you would have them treat you. All right, Miss Arletha Stevens, thank you for your time and effort. And tell your husband I said, hey, thank you so much. All right. The same to Marsha. Thank you for having me. All Have right. a good rest of you. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.